and we are live. This is Katie Hunter from MMA UK and I'm here with Chanel Dyer. Chanel, so great to speak to you again. It's been ages. It's been such a long time and I know that's been totally out of your hands. It's been brilliant having the UFC, it's been brilliant having Cage Warriors, but I've so missed out on seeing people like you fight and I can't imagine how difficult it's been for you. Yeah, I've missed all the live shows, even just going there to um, support everyone, like the atmosphere, I really miss it. We had a couple of Team Underground fighters fighting last night as well, and that was on pay-per-view. Like, I would have loved to see them fight live. A lot of them yeah. had their first fights as well, and I just missed the atmosphere. But um, I'm fighting in three weeks, and I can't wait. Let's talk about your fights because you've got not one but two fights coming up and I know you feel like you've got a lot of time to make up for and you want to get in as many fights as possible but you're fighting on Golden Ticket uh, Fight Promotions on the 26th of June in Wolverhampton. This fight or this card has actually got tickets to sell for, for fans to come, touch wood, everything goes well with the announcement on the 21st of June but people can buy tickets for you for that from you for that one can't they yeah the first proper one that you could actually come to after the lockdown yeah so everyone needs to make sure they get on that it's going to be amazing and it's a really good card there's some some excellent fights been announced and i was absolutely delighted to to see you announced on that one and you're fighting mim grub I think she's yeah. 0 one Um, she last fought on Cage Steel. What do you know about her? Um, I don't know much about her. I didn't really catch her last fight as well. But what I've been hearing, and I saw a couple of videos and clips, that she's a really aggressive forward fighter, just like me. So I think we're going to really have a really good tear up and a really fun fight. If um, it's going to be a proper scrap, me and her, and she's a really game opponent as well. So. Uh, coming off a loss and only having one MMA fight to fight someone she's had a lot of fights as well she must be game so she's coming there to win and I'm doing the same um, I'm so excited for it and I've rewatched some of your fights ahead of this interview and even though I've always thought you're amazing watching them back just reminded me some of the stuff I'd forgot and just some of those kicks you throw and just your your sassy attitude in there like you just almost turn into like a character Chanel the nightmare dyer the fighter in there <laughs> I change uh that's um that's that's me that's, um when I go in the, in the cage I just change and I'm literally at home like it's my comfort zone the cage most people their comfort zones in their room and stuff but mine is the cage just I'm just normal um yeah and I've been watching my fights back as well, and I can't believe how much I've improved since um, them fights. It's going to be good. That's what I'm so excited about as well. Like, it's such a shame that we haven't got to see you for well over a year now. But I can't wait to see the improvements of all of the amateurs that have been able to train for a while now and see those. I mean... Most people are fighting every few months at this stage of their, their amateur career. So to have that amount of time to improve, it, it could be exciting. When I started MMA, I, got, um, I jumped straight into the deep end and I was always fighting every other week, Thai, MMA, kickboxing. Every other week I had a fight. So I was always constantly 
on fight camp. I didn't really have time to slow down and work on certain stuff. I was all fight camp. And as you know, you can't really learn stuff in fight camp. You're always yeah. preparing for fights. You don't really take risks and, um, and stuff like that because of injuries. And so what I've been doing like the past year is really, really slowing down and going through all the little things um, that I've kind of missed in the beginning of jiu-jitsu, all the basics, um, fine-tuning the basics, going through like, I learned how to do armbar in the first week. And now the past year, I've learned properly how to do one, the right um, yeah. technique, how to do it, doing little micro adjustments on my jiu-jitsu game to make sure that it's um, really on par now. And that's what I've been doing the past year. Because um, when I started MMA, most people when they start MMA, they have to uh, do kickboxing, Thai, boxing, ground games. So I think I'm kind of lucky that when I started, I came on um, a heavy Thai boxing background. So the past year, I, I could afford to um, focus more on my ground game and put my stand-up kind of on the back seat for a year. And that's what I've been doing, just focusing on my ground game, my jiu-jitsu, my wrestling and my overall MMA game. And that's what we've been doing down at Team Underground. Steve's been doing that um, really a lot with the guys right now. We have a lot of new guys coming through. He's been teaching a lot of basics and stuff like that. So I've been improving so much the past year and I can't wait to show people what I've learned. I love that about your attitude because a lot of people like to work the most on the thing they're good at. It feels good to to be good and yeah. to force yourself to concentrate on either your weaker area or the area that you've been training the least, you know, is, yeah. is really mature. Yeah, I think um, that came off the loss as well. After the loss I had um, and we went straight in lockdown like a week or two after that. And I, it really clicked in my brain that I've got this year to just focus on what, there's no point in me focusing on, um, on Thai boxing, cause I know that's like a decent level at the time. Um, so um, focus on my weakness. Like even when we're doing open mats, like half the half the time we're doing jiu-jitsu and half the time we're doing stand-up, I always try to push myself to do the jiu-jitsu instead of the stand-up. Even though I want to do stand-up, I know yeah. um, I need to improve my jiu-jitsu game so I can actually stand up in a fight. So that's just been my mentality for the whole year and just been doing it, doing it, doing it constantly. I love it. And you mentioned your last fight there. It was unfortunately a loss to Ivana Siric. She's a more experienced opponent. She's just about to turn pro. It was a really good fight, but how tough was it to, you know, I know that you would have wanted to get straight back in there after a loss. You had such a great attitude after the fight and how tough has it been to to not be able to you know <laughs> get that off your back on the day obviously I was devastated because um I'm an athlete I'm a competitor I love winning but I think it was kind of a blessing in disguise and it took me a couple months to kind of realize that especially looking back in the past year see how much I've improved can I know if I won that fight, I would have been complacent and I would have I would have not trained nearly as hard enough as um I would have done if I won that fight. And I think it was it was a blessing in disguise as well because I didn't really know MMA at the time and I was kind of winging it and kind of um in a way. So if I knew if I won that fight, maybe I would have turned pro. Maybe I and that would have been way too early because I know my difference now. Until then, it's such a drastic dis um, difference. So, yeah.
And I know um, I would have done nearly as much uh, enough training as if I won that fight as well. Yeah, I think if you carry on winning and you're undefeated, you don't necessarily spot any holes in your game. So it definitely can be a really important learning experience to, to go through that. And even just mentally, I think it's a horrible thing to go through, but a good thing to grow as a yeah. fighter. Especially in amateur, and I'm lucky I had the loss in amateur because a lot of people don't lose lose in amateur. They don't um fight uh seasoned, seasoned and really really good opponents. But in amateur, they just fight all the easy people. By the time they turn pro, then they're fighting all these hard people and they lose, and they don't really know how to deal with it. So obviously, when I'm amateur, I'm fighting all these strong people, so I can be put put in these um adversities and all these different positions so I don't have to do that when I'm in pro fighting all these hard people that's what I'd be doing in MMA and um, blue belts purple belts wrestlers kickboxers trying to fight all the different types of people and failing while I'm amateur so I don't have to fail when I'm pro yeah I love it I really love it when do you think you're pro turning pro will will be for you um is it are you just going to see how your next fights go and and see if you feel that you have more to learn or if you've got a time frame in mind uh, i don't really have um a time frame in mind i just want to see how these um couple next fights go definitely see how this fight go how um i actually perform in the cage and i still want to get that cage rose title belt so hopefully the next card I can get that belt. And when I get that belt, I'll turn pro um, after that. But what I've really yeah. learned in the past year that uh, when I was younger, I used to be like, yeah, I, I want to turn pro quick. I want to get um, signed for this quick. But the past year really enlightened my mind that um, I don't mind waiting. Is I don't mind waiting and taking my time as long as I'm not um, wasting time. I can't believe how grown up and mature you sound. You're still 20, right? 20, yeah. It blows my mind. I mean, I wasn't that sensible and like had a, a grown up way of thinking like that when I was 30, let alone 20. <laughs> what do you put that down to? Is that the people around you? I think it's definitely the people around me. They, um, because the people I've grown up with, I've been doing this sport for ages, and like, the people I've grown up with, they've been inspiring me from young. So I've been working around world championships since I'm young, and I was like, I want to be like this pe- person, seeing their interviews, seeing their come up, and just been every day going to the gym, I'm inspired, seeing all different people from different backgrounds coming together, training, and that's um, just really inspired me. And I think I'm really focused as well, because I love, I love this sport. This sport is fun to me, and that's this is what I want to do for the rest of my life. So, um, and so this is what I put all my energy into. Oh, I just, I just love hearing you you talk like that. It's, it's it inspires me just like chatting to people like you, and and I agree with like it is such a leveler. Um, you know, any type of martial arts training, you get people from all backgrounds, like and doesn't matter like how rich you are how like you know nothing matters when you're on the mats it just all comes down to like 
you know, learning and, and sparring and, and the rest of it. There's no fake people in the sport. You can't be a fake MMA fighter, but then you'll just get knocked out. <laughs> well, let's talk about your other fight because you've got two announced at the moment. I believe the other one's a K1 fight. Is that right? Uh, Muay Thai fight. Muay Thai fight. Muay Thai. And so that that one is uh, for Raw Combat League. Um, less than a month later, on the 24th of July, uh, it didn't look like you got an opponent announced yet. Do you know who you're fighting? I don't think it's released yet, but yeah, I know who I'm fighting. Heavier weight, but um, yeah. The, the, the Muay Thai fight's at a heavier weight. Yes, um, I'm fighting in 52 kg and Muay Thai 57. Okay, so I wanted to ask you actually about that because obviously we last saw you fight for the flyweight title and you, is this your first fight at strawweight? Oh, no, I an ECMMA for the title fight at 52kg. That was back in 2019. Um, I won that fight as well. Uh, so yeah, I cut down. That was when I fought in um, the BBC documentary. But obviously yeah. after that, I've just been fighting for 57 but I think after the last fight, I really uh, could tell um, in MMA that I have to fight 52. And I've been weight cutting for um, three weeks now and it's going really good. I'm on um, a good weight and should make it too easy. You looked really lean in the the photo that you most recently posted on Instagram. I could tell that, that you were looking in peak condition and super lean. This time last year, I was at 64 kg. And I've lost like ten, literally ten kg, in like wow. um, in like six, seven weeks. And it's not, it's not like I'm starving myself as well. Like I'm on a proper diet. Last time I weighed fifty four kg, fifty four and a half. That's why I weighed in this morning. I felt um small and tiny, but now I really feel like really fit and that this is my proper weight. So tell me what the diet involves. Have you got a nutritionist involved, or are you doing it yourself, or how's it going? <laughs> I lost. I went on that pre. I went on the pre diet before to lose that the quarantine weight and stuff like that. Um, <laughs> yeah, I got. I got a bit heavy, but um, yeah. Uh, right now, my friend um, Ellie, she's a fighter as well. Her mum does fitness and dieting, so she's been providing me my diet, and I've just been following that. And yeah, just been coming off. And do you do the your own cooking or how how? You know, like, yeah. how do you prepare the meal? I learned to, I learned to cook this year. <laughs> I cook my own meals. <laughs> my mum's <was> really happy. <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing. And I'm really looking forward to you competing at Strawweight again. That that will be cool. But the the K1 fight is um, back up at, at um, Flyweight then. Yeah, yeah so. It's really different with um, MMA weight and tie weight because obviously MMA you're grappling when they're sitting on you and stuff like that and you really have to tie on them and weight plays a huge factor in MMA and Muay Thai doesn't really have a really big benefit it does but yeah. um yeah well also I think it's probably a good idea like not to cut weight straight up you know like less than a month after yeah. you've weighed in for yeah. your MMA I want, fight I want, yeah because I want a week and a half off of just eating whatever I want. I've been on a diet for like eight weeks. I want McDonald's. <laughs> I'm hungry. 
Do you think you'll be able to squeeze that in before you have to go back on your your fight camp diet? Definitely, yeah. I will cut <laughs> at 57, 58 anyway, so I have to cut wait for that fight. Yeah. So what is your McDonald's order? Oh, um, large Big Mac, Diet Coke, extra double cheeseburger, extra fries, large, and McFlurry. Oh, that sounds amazing. What what flavour McFlurry? Um, smiles <laughs> that's my favorite one as well you know what you have to do you have to get up high and like mash it into the mcflurry as well what do you mash in oh god <laughs> and so i wanted to ask you i hope this isn't gonna be um <laughs> make you sad but i wanted to ask you about thailand because yeah before your last fight you you'd flown back from thailand to fight and you had all intentions of of going back out there and being out there for a year and your training was going amazing out there obviously covid happened and and you haven't been able to do that but is it is it something that you want to do again in the future yeah why my shoes, my favourite shoes are still there. But yeah. Um, I think is I think I still wanna go back, but I don't think I wanna stay a year there to be honest. I've 'cause I've been to AKA, that's like one of the best trainers um training facilities there. And I think right now uh, where I'm at at Team Underground, they're gonna provide me the best training. Um yeah. they're like a family to me and I really love going there and it's not a chore to go there. And I love the people there, them um, and Steve as well, the trainers. And they they will get me fights like every other week. And I'm like their sole purpose. Um, yeah. When other when you go to Thailand and stuff, it's like business and stuff. But I'll, definitely I will go there for like a month or two when I'm off. But yeah, for the near future, I'm happy staying here. And you mentioned Team Underground there. Let's um, talk about them some more because I love that gym. I love loads of the, the fighters coming out of that gym. Steve's brilliant. Yeah, new fighters as well. Like the past year, we have so much new people. A lot of them made a MMA debut for themselves or the team last night. We got seven wins, one loss and one draw. But the one loss was that fight of the night. It was such a sick fight. So we have so much amateurs coming out of Team Underground. And we got Paul as well, um, Thomas Paul. He's fighting on golden fight tickets and he's headlining the fight as well. Like he's deaf, but he's, he's he puts the most in the whole gym. Like he's, <laughs> he's like, how? But um, yeah, he's, he's sick. He's a juggernaut. We've got Dave, we've got Chloe. We have a really good girls team now. We have like a couple new girls coming out China, Kim, Nadine. They, they should have their next fights coming up soon. So he's, Steve's just been breathing fighters like the past year. Our team's grown so much. Um, we have so much different classes, new wrestling classes, cage control classes. Yeah, the team's really proper now. Uh, I really hope that they are all on Cage Rose Academy Southeast in September, and I really hope you're on that show. Yeah, it's going to be amazing. Alongside them as well. Obviously, I missed out on the show yesterday. I wish I would be there, but um, I can't wait to fight alongside all of them. They've been working so hard. All of us have been working so hard. I've been doing half my fight camp. I've been doing 
their full fight camp plus the next three weeks um fight camp as well they've been working so hard that we're a really good unit now Oh, it's amazing to hear what a great bond you've all got. And that always comes across on fight night. I see, you know, you guys celebrating everybody's win. Uh, we, we, celebrate, we celebrate other people's win like it's our win. Like we take, we take that personally. Like we take the losses personally, the wins personally, the fight camp personally as well. Even if you're not fighting, we're technically on fight camp for them as well. Like we do, we do as a team, we do as a family. Like we fight hard, then we party even harder. <laughs> that really comes across though. When I see you all together, it's such an amazing vibe and, and just everybody there's got such a good attitude and and just you're all um, really, really driven and ambitious, um, but not in a selfish way. Like you say, there is that real team dynamic going on. Yeah, there's no ego in the in the gym as well. Like you have like professional fighters, you have like me, Dave, and and Chloe, who's had like what six hundred fights between us, like literally. And like you will never you'll never see that. You have people that's pro fighters, people that's that's like heavy, who's like karate, do the back belts, who that's had like sick wrestling, cage control, and you will never see that. They'll come help you out. You'll be open, my. You go to judo, back boat, be like, can you show me this? They'll be like, yeah, they'll show you where. And we just all help each other in the classes. And yeah, the unit. Oh, it's, I'm so excited to, to see you all again. But I'm, I'm really, really buzzing for, for your fight on Golden Ticket. Um, it's, it's going to be absolutely amazing to to see you back there and to see you back in action after such a long time. Yeah, I can't wait for it as well. Um, I've been trying to get a fight uh, a lot um, this year as well, but to get a fight on that, it's such a prestigious show as well, to fight alongside my teammate Thomas Paul and like with the crowds as well, it's just going to be unbelievable. The whole atmosphere, fighting in front of um, my friends, the family, this, I can't wait. It's been ages. Oh, it's so exciting. Before we go, Chanel, is there anyone that you want to shout out or any sponsors you want to thank or anything? Yeah. Uh, my sponsors, the Shell and Harris. So, uh, shout out my sponsors, Provide Security, um, and shout out my Team Underground family, my parents, my Nightmare family, Jay, I know he's always watching, Nightmare family. And yeah, shout out everyone. So for anyone who doesn't know, Nightmare is your new fight name that you've taken on in honour of Jay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Absolutely just amazing. To, yeah, just to um, carry on his legacy is just an honour to me. He's been, um, he was like one of the people that really got me into MMA. So like, to see him like doing bits, that like, um, it really showed me that I can do stuff as well yeah yeah amazing well i can't wait to see you fight with that nickname and um it's, it's going to be amazing to see you you pick up a win as the nightmare chanel and i'm just buzzing i'm buzzing to see everything that you've been doing in the gym and just just to get regional mma back and mm. fans in and 
I mean, selfishly, I can't wait to interview you all. <laughs> My next show is going to be amazing. So thank you so much for your time. Best of skill for both of your fights. And yeah, ab absolutely buzzing to, to see you back in there. Thank you so much. I can't wait. Take care, Chanel. Thank you.